watch a movie. I'm Danny Weiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan. What's up? What up? Hey. How are we? We're doing hey. good. Ellen, how are I you just, doing? I burnt dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I got late. I was late onto the call because I um, I'm an okay cook. I'm not a good cook. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had to start a little early this week because uh, Mad About Movies continues to poach my co-hosts. Uh, hey, but you know what? I put this podcast first, and I told them I had, I don't know. Let me talk to my co-host, see if I can make it work out. But yeah, Ty, Ty was recording an episode of Mad About Movies tonight. We pushed it pushed it back a little bit, and Ellen is like ten minutes late. Just comes on exasperated. I burnt dinner. It's okay. Hey, we've all been there. If I had a nickel, you know. Probably also, buy for the record, to, to make for dinner. If I, I didn't realize that Ty was getting into a main feed episode, so I have a bone to pick with these guys. They keep putting me behind the paywall. Have okay, you only... you've been you've been on this podcast for like ten times, even though it's behind a paywall. This is the first time they're asking me. Hold on, uh, Ty, Cam just got home and he's asking Ellen why the house. Everything okay? <laughs> Yeah, everything's fine. It's just a little char. It's no big deal. The food's ready. It's sitting on the oven. Oh God! Sorry, I think I, I think I cut but you yeah, off. Yeah, back that. to um. That's fine. Back to me demanding I be put back on a main feed episode. Oh my gosh! Movies. This is the first time I got asked to be on it. Y'all have been on it both like ten times. <laughs> Stop complaining. Uh, no, never. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was on a main feed episode talking about free guy. I was on a. Uh, behind the paywall episode, I talked about disc golf because I thought it was a funny yeah. bit to know this movie podcast to talk about disc golf. Oh, crap. I haven't thought of a uh, weekly recommends if they asked me that. Oh, uh, the one I'll that I was on for Free Guy, I didn't I didn't even remember that the weekly recommends was happening and Brian didn't remind me. So I just came up with one on the spot and recommended something that Brian had already recommended on a previous episode. So you're not going to do worse than I did. It's fine. Nice. I'll just recommend this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I would never. Oh no! Ha- I have You're never, make all of them want to barf. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I did. I I did promote us when I was on on the Patreon episode, saying it's just you know a lot of us bullying each other. If that's what you're into. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the gist. Yeah, that's the vibe we put out here. Uh, other than that, Ellen, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. Hung out with some friends. Um, there well this wasn't even on the weekend last week there's a um this like one of those like old theaters in like the lakewood area in dallas kind of like older area that they just recently turned into this like vintage looking bowling alley Mm. and it's like really freaking cool yeah it sounds cool (laughs) so went there with friends and drank a bunch and then went to this like jazz bar that's right up upstairs from it and it's like for people who are retired and we go there <laughs> that every sounds like time. my vibe yeah that sounds like very much my jam <laughs> but we always go there after we've like it's like the last stop so we're a bunch of like you know 30 year old assholes that are like blacked out for the night walking into this like <laughs> jazz club with a bunch of like three people sitting there listening to live music and we're like hey <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're the vibe killers at the at the retiree jazz club perfect Should yeah drunkenly go we, up there and play hey can you play that song from whiplash can you play that one <laughs> hey can you play the la la land song 
We literally crashed like a, a they had like a private event that was at this. It's a very small bar. Mm-hmm. There's not much space in it. It's like a it's like a three high top tables, four booths and like a stage. And we walked in there once and it was a private event and they didn't ask us to leave. And the only space available was like at a high top table at the very far end of the bar. And so we walked on through and I was when drunk did you, as a skunk. When did you realize? I fell it off a... of my I fell off of the, the chair oh, no. <laughs> in front of people who are all there for like so and so's sixty fifth birthday. <laughs> did you know from the jump that it was a private event or did you not know until someone got up and like started tinking their glass and said well we're all obviously here for margaret's birthday (laughs) no i didn't know until we got to that one open table and we saw this like thing standing on the table it said happy birthday and i looked around i was like oh there's decorations everywhere <laughs> but there, we weren't the only ones. There's another like there's a couple that was like kind of our age. They were sitting not like pretty close to us, and it's obvious. They look at us. They're like, "Are you supposed to be here?" And we're like, "We're not supposed to be here." <laughs> but we have to cross across the stage <laughs> if we want to leave again. So we're stuck. <laughs> I just love that not a single person was like, "You're here for, you're here for Janet." Uh, no, they don't know just... what's going on. It's the AARP Jazz Bar. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is my favorite place. This is my favorite place. I love it. Uh, Ty, what about you? You spent the weekend at your it's ranch. It's called the right? Balcony Club. Shout out. <laughs> Free plug. Yeah, I, I went to uh, the family ranch. Um, some cousins came up that we hadn't seen in a while. So y'all just got super drunk and watched Ole Miss. Whoop that ass against A and M. It was awesome. Ooh, rough day in my household. Can I tell you? I can tell you what. I loved it. It was great. It was so good because all of the them are A and M fans, can... and they're like, "You're gonna lose!" Like the whole day, and I was just like, "Okay, we'll wait and see." The whole time we were watching the game, I was like, "I don't want to look at. I don't want to have to talk to Ty in, in three days' time. Please, please, please." Yeah, you know, just hung out. Just all we did was just drink and hang out outside. It was awesome. Yeah. Sweet. We you bought like anything? a flamethrower that we could hook up to a propane tank, and it Whoa. was so sick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Terrified. It's like it's advertised as like a weed, <laughs> like as a weed burner, like because it's a more humane way instead of spreading uh, chemicals. Yeah. But you just take it, you put it in the fire pit, and you just turn it on, and it just lights a fire like that. But we, I mean, obviously, we messed around with it a little bit because it's awesome. a flamethrower. <laughs> It's yeah. Bur- right. Yeah. Naturally. You yeah. don't not mess around with the flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rule. Uh, all right, did you watch anything this past week? Oh yeah, I watched a lot of a lot of new movies. Uh, so I never went and saw Shang Chi in theaters because I was just kind of marvelled out, and now I'm kind of pissed because that movie was awesome. Yeah, it was so rules. cool. I gave it four and a half stars. It was really good. It's uh, on Disney Plus now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to watch it. And then I finally went and saw No Time to Die. Loved it. Pretty good. Cried. Yeah. yeah it was It was good. I mean, it's still not my favorite Bond. I think it's like my third favorite. Same. But I'm sh- I wow, think I have a feeling we there. have the same rankings of the, at least Daniel Craig. The, yeah. The Daniel Craig is third for yeah. sure. Um, I did see Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um, <laughs> for real? It's not my, it's like definitely not made for people our age but like for the people it's made for it really wasn't that bad i gave it three stars were you a clifford kid yeah i was like i I was so pissed because i was waiting the okay 
when the credits hit, they're going to play the theme song. Like, this is when it's going to happen. And they never played it the entire movie. Uh, That's frustrating. What's the point? What are we doing here? Uh, And then I saw a new Netflix movie called Passing. Um, Danny, you'd hate it. It's in black and white and a 4 3 aspect ratio. So, like, you wouldn't like it at all. I I love that, like, everyone, (laughs) pretty much everyone that listens to either of our shows at this point has an incredibly low opinion like right rightly so <laughs> this is a persona i've built for myself but they're all just like hey this movie is like semi-intellectual semi-artsy you would hate it it is not your vibe at all there's it's no not even cartoons, that artsy it's there's just no explosions <laughs> it's just in black and white and it's a four three aspect your dumb this. idiot brain could not handle this movie you'd hate it dude and honestly like yeah this is who this is who i have like the persona I have built for myself, and it's true. I hate stuff like that. We were talking good. about the lobster the other day on one of the discords that we're in. I was like, I hate that movie. The movie sucks Obviously, so hard. Obviously, Danny hates that movie. <laughs> I can't stand that movie. Dude. But you love Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is so strange. That Never even heard of that movie in my life. But I don't. It's like a lobster, it. but just crank up every aspect you don't like about lobster to ten, Ew. and that's it's, of well. It's also Yargo's Lanthimos, right? Yeah. He did, yeah. Yeah, anything that dude directs, I'm so far away from. Like, I will never watch oh, another. Not fans of, his of the favorite? No, I, 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 I tried like the it. Favorite. I watched the whole I thing. It was favorite. recommended it to me in one of the roulettes that I was in. I was like, "Hey, wanted to like this real bad, didn't." Nicholas Holt <laughs> in the favorite is still good. So hilarious to yeah. me. It's <laughs> when he pushes her into like that ditch. Yeah. hilarious comedy 10 out of 10 every time I was, I was just like this is i don't think this is funny the weird parts are too weird not my jam but listen this is who i you know what you're getting at this point you might <laughs> like it. it's tessa thompson's the lead so maybe you like it i do like tessa but thompson it's about these uh two black women living in new york and one um is passing as a white woman and they, mm. but they were friends when they were kids so it's like from their two perspectives of that situation gotcha. It's, it's pretty good. I gave it three and, three and a half stars. Uh, another 2021 movie, The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. It's about an eccentric artist who loved to paint cats and is apparently the reason that people have cats as pets now, like in America really? and England. Apparently that was like a pariah back in the day. Like it was weird to have a cat as a pet. And he was like one of the main forces in like starting – cats as pets kind of thing it was pretty interesting hmm. was it... he interesting enough to make a movie out of him or just yeah the yeah fact that he made cats a thing no he was he was good like he has like like he was very eccentric very mentally unstable so like his entire life is is extremely interesting um and then benedict cumberbatch is really good in it um mm-hmm. i also watched chappy for the first time uh <laughs> not good <laughs> No, <laughs> not good. Famously so. Yeah, not great. Well, like we had just recently had Kev on. He was like, Chappie's the best. Like I loved Ooh. it so much. Yeah, but like, Kev loves movies. Kev loves to love movies. That's kind yeah. of his whole thing. So, but yeah, it uh, wasn't too hot on that. Today I watched Red Notice, the new Netflix. Dang, we watched a lot this weekend. The rock. Well, no, this wasn't just this weekend. This was just from when we recorded last Sunday. Oh, so the whole okay, a whole week. But yeah, yeah you watched a lot. Um, I watched Red Notice hey, this today. This is my friend Ty. Have you met him? This is <laughs> yeah, what he true. does. He just sits there and watches movies all day. It's his jam. Uh, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and uh, nice. Rock the Dwayne. Uh, uh, who's Gal Wonder Gadot. Woman? Yeah, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. 
Um, it was okay. Was it good? Yeah, it was, uh, three stars. It was it was dumb. It was fun, and it knew it. So I think that's help, what helped. But like everybody's just been crapping on it on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Like, like this movie sucks. I'm like, y'all don't it's remember we six. Follow a bunch of snobs on Letterboxd. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like everyone. Like I'm going through all the like main feed reviews of like the entire thing. I'm like, y'all just got to chill out. Like, do y'all not remember Six Underground? It could have been so bad. It could have been really bad. That's true. Very but yeah, true. That was all right. All right. Uh, I watched The uh, Eternals. I went to the theater and saw The Eternals. I dug it. I thought it was good. Four stars, um, oh, which I'm is kind of... It. It's kind of I'm like... I'm planning on going this week. It's kind of average for a Marvel movie at this point. Like, four-star Marvel movie means, like, yeah, this falls in that middle group where most of them do. Um, but uh, it was pretty good. A lot of people dunked on it and like, whatever. I, I think it's just a lot of Marvel fatigue and I get it, but I enjoyed it. Thought it was cool. Felt a little different than most Marvel movies. Felt very disconnected from Marvel movies, which other than the occasional reference here and there, and I was into it. I liked it. Um, I saw Jungle Cruise finally, cause it was just added to Disney plus. Oh. It was the most forgettable movie of all time. <laughs> Like the everything about Jungle Cruise is aggressively average. Like it is just the most. This exists. It's a movie that exists, and I'll never think about it again for the rest of my life. The worst part is like the the CGI. Like all the special effects looked yeah. like they were in a video game from like 2010. Yeah, it was yeah. so bad. It's like they saw the Rock in the offensively uh, bad. <laughs> they saw the Rock in the Jumanji movies and was like, "What if we just do that?" <laughs> they, they did it but he looks bad. great amongst foliage <laughs> he <laughs> sucks in that movie he's like emily blunt obviously fantastic she's emily blunt jesse plemons so good he's jesse plemons the rock felt so out of place <laughs> i thought the the whitehall guy was the best part of that movie i thought he i thought he was I like better than oh, yeah. everyone in that movie yeah he's funny but like that the Rock was so bad. He felt just the most terrible miscast I've seen in a while. Um, could have been like a half decent movie, I think. If The Rock was like never good, no matter who is in it, it's not going to be a good movie. Could have been a little better if The Rock wasn't in it. But other than that, like I will literally never think about this movie again for the rest of my life, and that's okay. Um, better with Vin, Di- Vin Diesel. If Vin <laughs> Diesel is in that role, his big brother, no. you know. Hey, uh, we're gonna go on Jungle Cruise. Yeah, we're gonna go on Ben Cruise right now. <laughs> oh my God, he's here. Yeah, we're, we're always doing together on Joe Cruise because we're wow. family. Isn't it crazy how Vin Diesel sounds exactly like Sylvester Stallone? That's nuts. oh my God. Can can we be family? Can I? <laughs> uh, oh, also, Ellen, big news for you. I started Succession today. Oh, oh, no. this watched, is not the news I thought you were gonna say, but this is huge. I watched this the first huge. episode. Like I finished, going. I finished it twenty minutes before we start or before we started recording. Uh, that show is a collection of the most vile human beings on the planet. Absolutely, every single character. No one is good. <laughs> every single character in that show is like, I want you dead. I want you to die. I can't stand you. Like yeah. maybe except for Greg. <laughs> like there was a point where I was like, Oh, Roman is gonna be the comedic mm-hmm. relief he's pretty funny and then he did he the, funny then he did the million dollar check thing waving it in front of that kid and then ripping it in front of that kid at the softball game oh i and forgot I, about that i bit. was like that's the worst thing i've ever seen someone do that's the most <laughs> the absolute most evil thing i've ever seen a person do is what this guy just did to this child he, like, he also looks like he would do that in real life yeah like his yeah. face <laughs> all, all very, of the casting so. in that show is just so perfect i hate and them like, all 
I know. Keep watching. It just gets better. Like, <laughs> like, like, I usually when I watch shows like this, I want one person that I'm like, I can then root for Greg. I can get behind this person. If they do well, I'll be excited. I want one person and I, I'm not discounting. I'm going to keep watching it because it's like fascinating. But I was like, the, every single person on this show, I despise all of They're yeah. all my least favorite kinds of people. Like he literally, I don't, I don't think I can consider this a spoiler because it's the very, it's the pilot episode. But this guy, literally they're playing a family softball game. <laughs> he pulls this kid from the sidelines who is there with his dad, who is like a worker. He's like, a, he was like helping create the field. Basically the guy has a rake in his hand. Pulls this little kid and was like, hey, if you hit him run, I'll give you a million dollars. Writes out a million dollar check, which would change this family's trajectory for generations to come, this kind of money. Says, if you hit a home run, I'll give you a million dollars. Waves it in front of his face. It's a small child. He hits a seeing eye single, whatever, runs around the bases. They make a huge effort to tag him out. So he doesn't get the like. I watched this episode. They, like, actually were like... (laughs) If, I, if it was like me and I my family, you know, I've completely forgotten about this at this point. If it was like, me and my family, we'd just be like fumbling with the ball. Yeah. Like, oh, we got Roman to give it a That is absolutely the point. It's what you'd and expect. It's, it sets you up. Like, it gives you a perfect glimpse of their personalities. This kid is inches away from hitting a home run. They tag him out, and then this guy gets in the kid's face and rips the million dollar life changing check to pieces right in front of him, hands him a piece, and says, There's a quarter of a million dollars. And then they make him sign an NDA. Yeah. yeah. Hey, here's a watch. You have to sign an NDA so the world can't know about this. God. The end of the episode I mean, ends with the dad having a brain hemorrhage and I cheered. Yeah. So I mean like that it's just it perfectly encapsulates like so like the whole the whole point is like these are people who are like the top one of the one percent, right? And so yeah. they grew up their whole life with this tyrannical father who I mean it's a daddy issues all around. Yeah. So like and they have more money than anyone that they've ever met or will ever meet. So everyone to them is just not a human yeah. or not someone you give a shit about. Like, And people who are particularly poor are just bodies to be used and like things to joke around with each other about. And like you just continue to see like little instances of that or like they'll be telling a story like, remember that time however many years ago? And we like it just... Yeah. They're the worst people ever, but it's so good and it's so funny. And if nothing else, it's really, really aesthetically cool to watch because yeah. like this might be one of the most expensive shows on TV because they're genuinely putting them in not just sets, but like actual locations that like we, you and I would never, ever see in a million years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just like I watched Roman walk into this meeting the first time you meet him. And, and he was just like, what's up, fuckers? And like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's obnoxious, but maybe he'll be kind of funny. And then by the end of the episode, like, he's my least favorite now, I think, <laughs> including the guy who like snorted Coke off of his kid's iPad. I like that guy more than I like this guy. Oh, that is that Kendall? Yeah. yeah. Like, goodness gracious, man. But yeah, I uh, watched the first episode. I'll keep watching it. But right now, I'm just like, I I want them all dead. I want them all to die on this show, please. (laughs) Yeah. I watched that first episode, and then I watched the first episode of Yellowstone to, like, gauge which one I would want to start. And I'm currently caught up on Yellowstone at this point. No way. I watched it so fast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just like like the first season, it's like all 30 minutes because you can tell that they're like, I don't think anybody's going to watch the show. Let's just cram it with commercials. Yeah. And then it's just, they're like 10 episodes seasons. Is it Peacock, Paramount Plus? Which one? Yeah, the first three seasons are on Peacock. 
Gotcha. And then, and then it's Paramount yeah. Plus. No, I don't know if the new episodes are the on. The new seasons are well, it's it's on the Paramount Network. So yeah, but I don't think they're on the app. I don't know. I don't watch because I searched it. I don't think it's on the app. I think you can watch it live. I think that's something you can do on the Paramount app. <laughs> that happens still. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ellen, okay. Well, the most important watch? news. Yeah, Red Taylor's version. That was my entire weekend. <laughs> God. <laughs> Continues to be. <laughs> yeah. Sat down and like watched the the like the countdown on YouTube for the premiere of the short film for All Too Well. Dylan O'Brien, like, shout out to my boy. Oh, Dylan I, O'Brien and Sadie Saint. I saw an article titled uh, "Who's the guy in Taylor Swift's short <laughs> film?" Here's what you need to know about Dylan O'Brien. And I was like, Ty's gonna fight somebody. <laughs> yeah, I want you to find out who wrote that article. <laughs> and, We'll kill them. Um, no, it's so much can be said, but like, love that she. I mean, I love. I I'm not a diehard Swifty. I'm not someone who like. Oh no, you're about to knife us stuff. for like insulting you on Red say, Ellen, Day. Why did you just lie to us and all of our listeners that you're you not threatened a us? <laughs> just lie. Whatever. You're flipping your hair right now, just boldface <laughs> lying to us and everybody. Whatever. I, I should say okay I I am I'm a diehard fan but there are there's a spectrum here and I am not well, you're not all the you're way. not gonna like, dox people online but you will like drive to my house and fight me probably is that's where the line draws I think with yeah you because I know you yeah. <laughs> she only hurts people she and you knows deserve it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she's not um, level with but yeah it was really it's it was my most of my weekend has been consumed and. Like I really enjoyed the little short film for All Too Well. The ten minute version's really great. People um, are rating loved... it on Letterboxd. <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, I I'm not in this camp because yeah. I think it's silly. But the fact that it is just enough minutes long, and it was stuck in it, and she she put it into a th- one theater screen in New York for a day and a half. People think they're pushing for like Oscar <laughs> short film, and I'm like, come on now. It's never gonna make Oscar That's short not film. Happen. <laughs> But it was really good. I liked the casting. I liked, you know, I mean, all the obvious things. The age difference between Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien pretty much matched up to her and um, Jake Gyllenhaal at the time of their relationship, which the song is all about. And there's other parallels there, too, with, like, Sadie Sink being known as, like, a teenager who played a teenager role. And no matter, regardless of the fact that she's almost 20, we still see her that way. Dylan O'Brien, quote unquote, peaked almost 10 years ago with his show so he's like very much seen How as an adult dare you. Did, did you have you not seen love and monsters you monster I'm, doing here? I'm saying not to us but like overall the I'm, public perception is he seems older than he is and she seems younger than she is really in the public perception which like is a big deal like... because that was a big part of her relationship in real life at the time it's like people date in hollywood with that age gap all the time but because their perceptions was older and younger than they actually even were. It would just be, you know, like, I don't know. There was a lot that I read into it that maybe is not. It was all very brilliant to me. I feel like Dylan O'Brien's still <laughs> one of those actors that, like, he could definitely play a high school kid in a movie, and I'd believe <laughs> not it. Anymore. He's, he's like, and, yeah, he's he's like Andrew Garfield. Like, I want to say Andrew Garfield's, like, 28. Almost 40. And he's, like, 40. And, like, no. Dylan O'Brien's, like, 32. He's old. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yes, wow. I, I won't harbor it too long, but yeah, Red Taylor's version was my almost entire weekend. Yes. <laughs> and I've been reading 
oh, I've been going through this like incredibly trashy book series nice. that I'm like, I've read three, I've read four of them in four days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just filling time until this one book comes out it's later. A bunch next of month, smut. So. Yeah. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Straight trash. And I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> Perfect. You have an F1 quarter Can, you know, Yes, I do. But I will say, uh, you know, quick shout out to Kindle Unlimited. There's a lot on there. Um, okay. F1 corner. <laughs> well, I don't care if you're Total Wolf or even Christian Horner. It's time for F1 corner. Yeah, if you want. Oh, this was cute. You guys texed me that you saw a headline from the Grand Prix this weekend. You're like, explain Danny it to did. me. And I was like, oh, um, so <laughs> the wording confused me because he was disqualified from qualifications. That, right, right, right. I'm so confused yes. by that. And I will do my best to explain. <laughs> it's all technical stuff that one is boring and who cares. And uh, but so what has been going on this year is so they normally qualify will like Friday. So it's a whole weekend. So Friday they do free practice where they just, you know, practice around the track. And then on Saturdays they do qualifying where they, they're not necessarily racing each other, but they're just, you know, trying to get like fastest laps and they get however many chances and based on their times, that's how they line up on the grid for the race on Saturday or the race on Sunday. I'm sorry. Um, but they've been doing this thing this year called the, the sprint, which is like three or four races they're doing instead of just fastest lap times, they're doing an actual like little mini race on Saturdays. And then that will determine the lineup for the Sunday big race. But if you're going to do a mini race on Saturday, then Friday is no longer a free practice. Friday is about where do you qualify to line up for the little sprint race on Saturday. So it's a whole bunch of stuff. So technically the sprint race is qualifying, but Hamilton had some, Lewis Hamilton, who's, you know, one of the all-time greats, he's currently in second place, but he, there was some technical issue with his car that the FIA, which is like the governing body, they disqualified him from the sprint race, which means he had to start the sprint race all the way at the back. So it's like, yeah, it looked really confusing when we saw the headlines. I was like, he was disqualified from qualifying. I was like, what does that even mean? Um, and then he also had a grid penalty for that Friday again, cause he had like changed something. They had changed something to his engine and every time they upgrade their engine in the middle of the season, they have to take like a penalty, which a lot of them do that. So that explains that, but it still ended up being a really great race. And even though Lewis Hamilton started almost at the back of the grid, he ended up winning the Grand Prix on Sunday. It was him just showing off why he's like one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. Um, it was a really tight race between him and Max Verstappen. Uh, Verstappen is still in the lead for the overall championship with points, but there's only three races left in the entire season. So very big deal. Cause usually at this point, it's pretty much decided who the champion's going to be. Cause like there's m- usually much more of a point difference. So like for the past however many years, Lewis wins the championship with like three or four races left in the season. Cause no one even touches him. So this is why it's so exciting for a lot of the viewers. And then there was some little bit of like battling going on between the Ferrari and the McLarens, which is really exciting because they are currently neck and neck for third place in the overall 
championship. So if you're a fan, it was actually quite the exciting weekend. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> oh, I think I, I think I explained it well. <laughs> Do they ever race on snow? They should race on no. snow with snow tires. That'd be cool. But they race that's, in rain a lot. That's ice truckers. You're describing a reality <laughs> TV show. Yeah, but ice truckers don't race, dude. I want to race on snow. Be tight. But that's all. I it got. was a good race. It was a bummer. Daniel Ricardo got uh, did not finish. He had an issue with his car. Oh, and he's one of my favorites. Bummer. He didn't die. He's still he's okay. <laughs> R.I.P. to his chances at winning. You know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ellen. Um, Thank you. Well, I don't care if you're Total Wolf or if you're Christian Horner. That was F1 Corner. Y'all come back now, you hear? Do we want to talk about the movie? We're about a half hour in, have not mentioned this movie. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. The movie we watched for this episode is Rear Window from 1954. Professional photographer L.P. Jeffries breaks his leg while getting an action shot in an auto race. Confined to his New York apartment, he spends his time looking out the rear window, observing the neighbors. When he begins to suspect that a man across the courtyard may have murdered his wife, Jeff enlists the help of his high society fashion consultant girlfriend and his visiting nurse to investigate. It's directed by Alfred Hitchcock, stars James Stewart, Grace Kelly, and Thelma Ritter. Has a letterbox rating of 4.3 and a Rotten Tomato score of 98%. Real close to 100. Not quite there. Um, obviously, to the <laughs> surprise of no one, I'm the one that has not seen this movie before. Actually, my first Hitchcock. Pretty sure. Nice. I, was, I looked through his filmography a it's little bit. It's a good bit. first I don't, one. I don't think I, that's what I keep hearing. It. I keep hearing like this is the nice entry point. Uh, might also be the exit point, unless I'm forced to watch others for this show. But I'm, I'm going to force you to watch Psycho at some point. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, we I got Rope. Rope is on the list, and I haven't seen Rope that one. Rope is on the list. You guys, have, yeah, I'm going to pick it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he looks real excited about that. Yeah, I, can't wait. I think Danny loved this movie. <laughs> we'll see. Haven't got there yet. Just thank God it wasn't in black and white. Otherwise, it would have. <laughs> You're telling uh. me. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that means that, uh, of course, I had to write the summary. Um, and so, <laughs> without any further ado, uh, LB Jeffries is bored. He's a professional photographer who broke his leg by standing in the middle of the track during an auto race attempting to get the perfect picture. Uh, his overwhelming boredom has caused him to take to peeping on his neighbors because apparently he doesn't own a television, even though by 1955 over half of all U.S. homes had a TV, uh, and he doesn't appreciate a good book. His nurse Stella visits him daily and constantly warns him that his peeping is going to get him into trouble. His beautiful, successful, and perfect girlfriend Lisa also visits him daily to feed him, take care of him, and keep him company. But he spends their time together telling her to shut up and continuing to stare at his neighbors through the windows of their homes. (laughs) His neighbors include a beautiful young dancer that he's named Miss Torso, uh, an old nosy sculptor, a young songwriter who's apparently stepping the landlady, a pair of newlyweds who find out quickly that hun- that the honeymoon phase doesn't last forever. A lonely middle-aged woman that he's named Miss Lonely Hearts. A couple that own a dog and sleep on the fire escape for some reason. I and finally, that. the salesman and <laughs> yeah. his bedridden wife. Jeff notices that the salesman's wife is no longer in her bed and grows suspicious when he sees the salesman leaving his apartment at odd hours of the night with his suitcase in tow. Jeff calls his detective buddy, who obviously doesn't believe him. Stella and Lisa don't believe him either, until the fire escape couple's dog is killed by the salesman. They join Jeff's amateur sleuthing agency. 
they dig into the salesman's garden where the dog was digging before he killed it, assuming the dog was onto something. Lisa isn't, satisf isn't satisfied when they find nothing, so she breaks into the salesman's apartment. He finds her and attacks her, but thankfully in the 50s, the NYPD is the quickest response time I've ever seen and breaks up the fight before <laughs> the unthinkable happens. The salesman discovers that Jeff has been meddling in his affairs and pays Jeff a visit in the night. He attempts to throw him at the window, but is stopped once again in the nick of time by the, by the police and Jeff's detective friend, Doyle. Uh, during the scuffle, Jeff falls from the window and breaks his other leg, and I assume he'll go back to peeping for the foreseeable future. Get a book, Jeff. The end. <laughs> Rear window. How'd I do? All right. Did I get anything wrong is my question you left nope. out the lady who just goes and sunbathes and then falls asleep in the chair every time yeah uh, that's the the old sculptor lady yeah I, oh, okay I did did mention her but didn't give her any more because she doesn't do anything except for like be nosy and sculpt yeah she's making a sculpture it's like a torso that has a big old hole in the middle and they're like what's it called she goes hunger and that's it she does that and she's just nosy and that's her whole jam and good for her honestly yeah <laughs> um, going in, I knew literally nothing about this movie other than like somebody told me he was a peeping Tom and that's literally it. I like didn't know anything about Hitchcock. Only thing I know about Jimmy Stewart is it's a wonderful life. Uh, don't think I've seen any other Grace Kelly things. Um, but that's, uh, I didn't know anything about Rear Widow. It's like two of the greatest actors of all time. <laughs> Icons. Listen, you know who I am. You know what you're getting. I'm working on it, okay? We started a podcast, didn't we? Uh, but what's y'all's background with this movie? Uh, I found out about this movie going through the IMDb facts of Disturbia one day and found out it was a remake <laughs> of Rear Window. So I decided, like, okay, might as well watch Rear Window. <laughs> Ellen, was it you who thought that Rihanna was in the movie because of the song? Disturbia. I talked to somebody who was like, oh, the Shia LaBeouf and Rihanna movies? Yeah, what? no, that was Ellen. That was Ellen. That's Ellen awesome. said that. Like, Ellen awesome. said that, oh I God. swear. I oh, my gosh. Someone go back through. I heard someone say that. No, I don't try to, to play that, that off. Like an... Someone go no, back. It wasn't, was this last... no, there's it wasn't the Creed <laughs> episode. It was the episode before that. Someone go listen to that and let no, us know on never. Twitter. never. <laughs> <laughs> Because you definitely said it. And you were like, oh, no, I didn't mean Rihanna. I was thinking about the song Disturbia. <laughs> Couldn't be me. I don't know. Um... <laughs> it was. It was you. I don't know if it was or not. I'll, I'll take your word for it, Ellen. Yeah, prove it. Um... <laughs> uh, I saw this movie. Uh, I took a rhetoric class in college. What does that mean? Because I got a... Exactly. I got a degree in communications, which means we just find a word and we make a class about it. <laughs> that was the most BS class I've ever taken in my life. Rhetor rhetoric, I think, literally means like how language is used to like convey something. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, this professor who was the weirdest man I've ever met in my life, um, because. Like, you could do anything to, like, this is rhetoric. And it's like, sure, I believe you. <laughs> so we watched a lot. We watched a lot of, like, gameplay of video games <laughs> and how, like, story is told. Um, I'm not a gamer. I watched, like, an hour and a half of Uncharted 3 for this class. 
So your professor is just a, your professor is just a big Twitch guy, and that's like he's like that's a sick game. Though. The They're making a movie about it in February. Okay. Be a Tom movie. Holland movie, right? Yeah. We watched that, and then we watched Rear Window. I don't know how this connected to whatever point he was trying to make, but I remember being like, "Wow, this is such a good movie." And then we spent the rest of the semester, I shit you not, watching Russian media because he was a big fan of Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I mean, Vlad's a pretty charismatic dude, so I can see it. I can see why. I mean, <laughs> ties of Vlad Putin apologist. That's Vlad a fun P- revelation. Dude, Vladdy Poots is a pretty charismatic dude. Vladdy Poots. We, wa- we spent like two weeks watching ru- watching <laughs> Russian music videos <laughs> with the captions on, talking oh about God. how great Russia is. And I was like, it, like it, I remember... Because this was in 2000. What communist school were you? Were you? Where were you? This is not. I was at a public, like, state school. This in is Texas, UTSA. There's no UTSA. way this is at UTSA. This might be at UTSA. Well, this might be at UTSA. <laughs> There's like a, a lot of oversight in the liberal arts <laughs> college. Um, no, it was it was a small class too. So we would we would like be looking around at each other, and be like, "We're still talking about Russia." And he would say something really nice about Vladimir Putin and like what he's done for the economy. He would like go on about like what he's done for the economy, and we would just kind of look around at each other, like, "Is he serious? Is he serious?" Um. I bet he's got a frame picture of Vladimir Putin on the horse with no shirt on, somewhere in his yeah. house or office. And we watch like two Russian like old black and white films and i was like what is this dude, class dude, for what are my assignments yuck. i don't understand it's trying to teach you about the collective man you know it's all about about communism you know he's trying to <laughs> he's a sleeper agent just trying to infect american minds but i will i will never forget i will never forget that the first time i watched rear window was in this class and it was in like the first few weeks when i was like oh cool a fun movie and then Watching a bunch of gameplay of like Uncharted, sure, this feels like a blow off class, and then it took a turn. <laughs> That's rules. Uh, all right, do we want to get into our highs? Uh, Ty, why don't you go ahead? Might as well. Um, yeah, I loved so, like, right off the bat, I love the introduction to everybody in that like panning shot of the courtyard. I thought that was really good. Um, just, I mean, it was great. You kind of understood each character as like Jimmy Stewart understands them. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously like at the end, there's like a bunch of like surprises with every, with every character, like the extremely attractive woman is dating a guy who's like four feet tall and in the army. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That's one of my, <laughs> basically she's dude. just dating Rick Moranis in the fifties. <laughs> Whoever Rick Moranis in the fifties was. Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought the editing was really good. The pace was just, right there the whole time there's no dead spots i thought it was really done really well i love the the way they edited the flashing bulb where you saw it from mm-hmm. his perspective and it had that like glowing dot on the screen that that left after a few seconds i thought that was really cool um i mean it's just really fun to look at grace kelly isn't it oh <laughs> i just really like is, is there anything more beautiful and she's like a great actress too which just like adds on top of the fact that she's like the most beautiful person who's ever lived i and uh, granted i don't know a ton about her but while i was looking for like some fun behind the scenes facts all of them were just like uh and jimmy stewart stewart is quoted as saying that grace kelly is a wonderful kind person who lit up the room every time she came on set and like literally everyone was just talking about how great she is yeah yeah because she yeah. is um i love this movie's like 
kind of low-key really funny. There's some, like, really funny parts. Like, one that this not, might not even be a funny part. It just makes me laugh every time I watch it. When Grace Kelly comes in the room and Jimmy Stewart's like, what'd you do with your hair? And she starts explaining. And he goes, no, 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 hold on. Look look out here at Mr. <laughs> Thorson. <laughs> and just, like, totally cuts That's her so off. Funny. Like, it's after just he mean. just insulted her. It's just so... I thought it was pretty funny. It's just... I don't know. It makes me laugh every time. Um, and then I love that, like, everything's from jimmy stewart's perspective like i feel like with any other director especially if it was made today you'd get like cut scenes of like the everyone's room from their own perspective and not just jimmy's but like we only see this entire room this entire movie outside of his window and i thought that was really smart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool ellen yeah. what about you yeah i mean obviously like, there's a reason why like hitchcock is like he's one pretty of, good the, he's one all, of the he's greatest all right. of all time like <laughs> Good we'll young, young up and coming uh, director. We'll see. Yeah, Jerry's I mean, still out for me. <laughs> I, I loved. Yeah, I also the, loved the perspective. I, <laughs> the film world is hanging on Danny's word whether Alfred Hitchcock is a is good director good or, or not. not. <laughs> you are the deciding voice in this, Danny. Um, no, I mean, like, yeah, I love the perspective. I love um, that. Like, I I love the one. I love a good. I guess like movie that just takes place in one place and you can like fill it with, you know, great scene work and all this stuff. Like, and, um, like he just does it so well. And it's the same thing in a few of his other movies that I'm a big fan of. Um, and it was just so deep. Like it almost reminded me in a weird way of a Wes Anderson movie where like everything was so detailed down to like the smallest thing in like everyone's yeah. apartment and the courtyard and all that. Yeah, the design is super good, which you would want if you're only going to be in one setting for the whole film. Um, but yeah, also, like, obviously Grace Kelly. She is just so great. And I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, I think To Catch a Thief might be one of my, like, favorite, like, romance movies of all time. Like, I th- she... it It's not super, super rare to have someone that's really beautiful, right? But it is super rare to have someone who's beautiful and can, like, hold their own against another good actor can really capture the audience and like just deliver like a good performance. And God, I, I could watch Grace Kelly movies all day long and I watch it on mute and I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I have so much respect for whoever was like, Oh, we're, we're going to have Grace Kelly. We're going to put her in the greatest wardrobe that we can possibly find for her. And it's, it's that way for her in almost all of her movies. I don't know if it was in her contract, but she's getting like the world's best stylists that we're going to have the highest wardrobe budget. But like, God, some of like the greatest dresses I've ever seen have been worn by her in her movies. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I love that she, her character is so unapologetically herself, right? Like she has no shame in the fact that she's wearing an $1,100 dress just to like bring him dinner and like she's bringing him like lobster and stuff and he's you know he doesn't care about any of that but like that's just the world she's from and she doesn't feel bad about it at all yeah and like when they're having their back and forth that argument in the beginning of the movie and he's trying to convince her like you couldn't fit into my world you know and she she pushes back and she's kind of holding her own and like i understand where the conflict is there I mean, it's it's a it's a highlight and it's a low light that his character is so dismissive of her um, until she like has to quote unquote like prove herself. But I mean, that's just storytelling, right? That's just how it goes. But I also I see what she sees in him too. Like she's 
by all accounts, this like sheltered, very privileged, you know, young woman who's like totally fallen for this like older guy who's like lived this big life and like goes and sees the world and has opinions about, you know, stuff. And like, I totally understand like why she's like so devoted to him. And it's, it's, it's sweet, even though when he's kind of not appreciating her. To say the least. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. Idiot. Yeah. You're such an idiot. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but I will say, so, like, there's this, I mean, maybe I'm a sucker. I mean, I'm always a sucker for, like, romantic stuff. But, like, um, towards the end, when she goes and, like, leaves that note in um, the neighbor's apartment and then runs back just in the, in the nick of time the look that he gives her and he's like seeing her in a new light and seeing that she has this adventurous side and she's fearless and she's willing to get it. And like, I don't know. That's I, such a sweet little I moment still think for me. I definitely that, noted that. Sorry. I still think half of that was <laughs> like, uh, uh, Oh my God, if you get caught, then this whole case is down the drain. I think that's what half that look was. I don't know. But I, I don't also know. just no, have an incredibly no. negative opinion. Yeah. <laughs> No, because he's about—he's the one who is about to give up, and then Grace Kelly's like, "No, that dude murdered yeah, his I wife." I know. With, uh, so, and with, I, I have one with more no highlight. knowledge of the situation. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he didn't. And Grace Kelly's just like, "Yeah, no, he did." Now explain he to me what happened. <laughs> She's all in. I love her. Um. So I have one more highlight. So, uh, a lot of times you'll notice like the use of lighting, but in this movie, there's like use of shadow and like use of lack of lighting um that's super effective and like sometimes it can depict like when a character is being like not totally honest or you know they have something to hide and even on grace kelly as she's leaving after that argument she's like you know goodbye you're not gonna see me again her face is like totally covered in shadow it's because she's lying at the very end she's like you won't see me again and he, she's like at the and as she's leaving she goes at least until tomorrow night and like runs away. (laughs) Um, But in particular, I really love the scene um, when they realize that the, you know, their killer neighbor was the only one to not turn on his apartment lights or, you know, come out when the one woman's like, my dog is dead. And he looked down and all you see is like a little red light, which is like the embers. All you see is him smoking a cigarette and you can just only see it from the light of the cigarette. And, that's such a cool, cool, mm-hmm. like, use of, I don't know. But, like, that oh, it gets me every time. Yeah. It's funny to realize that, Because you like, know he's in there without having to see that he's in the, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. It's funny to realize that, like, most of the stuff that's figured out and not just directly observed is all Grace Kelly's character. Like, anything that takes, like, actual, like, putting, putting pieces together <laughs> and like surmising from the evidence that you have. None of it's Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> like he's well, how, like, is, how is he supposed to know that women take their purse with them wherever they go? How is he supposed to know that? Just It's like the listen. driving force of this entire well, investigation. don't take off their wedding rings. I mean, God. <laughs> if, if he spent more time listening to women and less time telling them to shut up, then maybe he'd be able to figure <laughs> out stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, cool. My, I just love the whole time. Sorry. I just love the whole time he was just being an asshole to Grace Kelly. And then the nurse, I forgot her name, but Stella. she was just like, you're dumb. Thelma. You're an idiot. <laughs> love Stella. Thel- oh, my Stella? God. Why yeah. did I hear a Thelma? Big written? highlight. Is Thelma the name of the actress, maybe? Yes. I, yeah. I'm looking down at my recast, and I have the name Thelma written down. Yeah. Stupid. Stella was so funny. She's 
She's yeah, such a funny character. At the at the very end, when like they they find out stuff that's gonna happen, and, like the you know everyone's like, and you know, the things are coming you know unfolding before their eyes, and the truth is coming out. They were right, and there's still some more to you know to unfold. And Stella's like, I want no part in this. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Oh, uh, she literally says when they. They say something about, like, uh, do you want to see what the dog was trying to dig up or something? She says, I want no part of her. Yeah. So, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, she's great. Um, my highs, I love the basket dog. I love <laughs> so a, cool. I love a so good dog. Funny. My dogs could never. Oh, no, absolutely not. My <laughs> Sam, are you kidding me? The first time, like, he hears a cat from two blocks away. He's jumping out of that basket no matter how high in the air it is. Yep. There's no way that would work. Um, shout out to the short king with Miss Torso. The reveal at the end. That man is Rick Moranis. Five I'm foot convinced nothing. that's written Rick Moranis traveled back in time. He That was him. <laughs> that man is five foot nothing and is with a New York dancer. Good for him. Proud of you. Um, yeah, I, we talked about Grace Kelly. I literally, like, the first scene... When she comes into frame, she's waking up, LB. I gasped and said, oh, my God, out loud. Like, right? It is yeah. ridiculous, that woman. Um, like, not <laughs> only is she, like, one of the most attractive people that have ever existed. Like, she genuinely, she steals the spotlight from Jimmy Stewart every scene that they're oh, together. Yeah. Like, he mm-hmm. is so dull and lifeless compared to everything that she does in this movie. And he's great. Like, I think he's very, very good. And I think he rules in this movie. Just when they're on the screen together, like you, it, uh, like the, uh, there's not a single frame that they're on screen together that I'm looking at Jimmy Stewart. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like just uh, you- an absolute master of the transatlantic accent as well. Like <laughs> you just gravitate towards her, and like yes, a lot of it is because she is just like stunningly gorgeous, but she's also just so charismatic and talented, and she rules. See, when they um, were kissing. My God. And I loved it because it's like the only 50 mm. movies I know where when they're kissing, they're not just mashing their face together. Yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah. every 50 movies, it's just like, okay, let's just hurt ourselves kissing so <laughs> they hard. Just mash their faces together. Their lips don't move, but their heads wiggle they're, back and forth. And they just forth. keep going like this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Break your nose. Why don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, there's a lot of tenderness there. It's, it's very, very good. Yeah. Um, and uh, this movie is just it's a fascinating idea um the perspective of it the the thought to like everything is takes place in this one apartment and is the perspective of this apartment like that's brilliant and fascinating it's an incredible study of people just like from afar without ever interacting with people just like observing them and how they act in their own like natural environment is fascinating and i love this kind of stuff so Thought of that was great. Of course, camera work is great. The perspective that they use, the use of shadow and light, it's all fantastic. But uh, there's nothing I'm going to say that hasn't been said a million times on that front. Um, Any other highs before we move on? Cool. Yeah, just all of it, yeah. (laughs) Um, I have a few fun facts. I don't know if you guys guys brought any, but I do have a few. Are they Um, all about Disturbia? (laughs) <laughs> no, I have none about Disturbia. Do you have who should, some? Who should recreate a Jimmy Stewart role? How about an 18-year-old child above? <laughs> Goodness. Fresh off Even Stevens. 
had Transformers come out? I yet? think this was pre Transformers. Oh, <laughs> wow. Or like probably the same year. Yeah, so like that. <laughs> um, so all of the apartments in Thorwald's building, which is the entire building that we're looking at the whole movie, actually had electricity and running water and could be lived in. Um, in fact, Georgina Darcy, the actress that played Miss Torso, basically did live in her apartment during the month-long shoot. Like she, I think, tiny apartment too. In downtime, a lot of people would like go home or go to their hotels or whatever. She just like lounged around and lived in that apartment, basically. And honestly, you may as well. It's got electricity, running water. It's got a bed. Who cares? Yeah. Um, apparently, the film negative was damaged considerably as a result of color dye fading as early as the 1960s. Nearly all of the yellow images dyed, or yellow image dyes had faded. Despite fears that the film had been irrevocably damaged, preservation experts were able to restore the film nearly to its original coloration. So we almost just straight up lost like the original wow. negatives of this movie, uh, which is kind of scary for like one of the most like famous films. And like <laughs> this is like in the top fifty films of all time on most lists you look at. I feel like kind of scary. Um, and the last one is while shooting Alfred Hitchcock only worked in Jeff's apartment. Like that's the only room in the entire set that he worked on. The actors and actresses in the other apartments wore earpieces so that he could just radio his directions to them. So he didn't actually like physically in person direct hardly anybody except for Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly, which I thought was kind of interesting because there's a lot going on with those other people. There's a lot of coordinating, like, you know, the panning shots, everyone's moving, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I guess he just did all that by radio, which is cool. Um, Glad he wasn't just screaming, yeah, you know. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, and this was all, the whole set is like in a soundstage. Like this is all an indoor built set, um, which I thought was really interesting. Like wow. so much so they had to like, they literally ripped the floor off of the soundstage so that they could create the courtyard because the, the scale, like it didn't go low enough in order for him to create the set that they wanted to. So it's just like this super expensive, like huge soundstage that they built this whole thing off of, which is very cool. And also like makes sense because it's the one setting for the entire movie. They didn't have to move around too much. So I thought that was interesting, but yeah, I'm surprised it was indoors. I, I just assumed it was on like a lot. Yeah. Somewhere outdoors. No, they used, they had like really, uh, thorough lighting Super tall setup. building yeah yeah they had a, they had this really intense lighting setup uh like overhead lighting that apparently you could shift from night to day in about a 45 minute process which was apparently just crazy fast for the 50s cool yeah i thought that was neat did you guys have any other than the disturbia shia labeouf stuff? <laughs> did no. you actually watch that movie i don't think i've seen it yeah. Serbia? Oh yeah, I, I, I loved that, that movie when I was younger. All the time when I was a kid. Had a crush. Is it good? I'm not gonna lie to you. It, no, it's not good. But like, yeah. if you it's watched watchable. it through the eyes of a 12 year old Ty, then yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that idiot. I don't want to know what he liked. <laughs> the only thing I know about that movie is the cover, where it's like these the bright-ass orange binoculars yeah. that Shia LaBeouf is looking mm-hmm. through. It's the only thing I know about it. I think. Yeah, he's yeah. under house For, arrest. You know. Yeah. During yeah. that, that's why he's he didn't have a broken leg. Gotcha. You can you can watch that next spooky season because it's it's a little bit of a thriller, but it's not scary at I'm all. Pretty so busy it's... actually. I think I've got, I'm all booked up. I don't think <laughs> Until I, I pick it, I'm picking it. Sorry, you. What if we watched Disturbia? You absolutely you. No thank you. Uh, Ellen, do you want to get into your lows? 
Yeah, I don't have many. Um, pretty much just all the, you know, just that first act of the you know, the relationship between the two of them in the first act. I get that, like, you know, there's 10 or whatever. I understand, like, we, you know, there needs to be the argument and the the possibility that they're not, that they're, they're going to break up. But, um, yeah, he doesn't have to be so, like, <laughs> disrespectful towards yeah. her. Like when he when he's describing her to Stella in the first scene, yeah, he's like she's fine. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, oh, she's rich. You know, she's got all this stuff going for her. She pretty much runs the city, and she's gorgeous, and she's fine. Yeah, it's like fuck off, man. There would if I was living in an apartment complex and I witnessed a murder, but I could also make out with Grace Kelly. I would just be like, okay, well then. Not Police can figure it out. Problem. I'm not contributing. I'm just going to make out with Grace Kelly. <laughs> like, this is like in every, like, I could not relate to Jimmy Stewart at all because I'd just be like, I would have given up on this immediately. Mm-hmm. I would have even been watching it because I'd be like, Grace, where are you? Come on over. <laughs> you want to take pictures in the jungle more than you want to be with Grace Kelly, you it's idiot? Dumb. It's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> if they had narrowed it down to, like, you know, him being restless, of course, and wanting this life where he's constantly like traveling the world and there's a fun there's a fundamental difference in their lifestyle so like the conflict makes sense the him thinking we're not gonna last makes sense but like it's all thrown out just, the window when grace just, kelly comes into frame and you're like what yeah. are you doing dude <laughs> if they had cast somebody that's less perfect than grace kelly i would have bought in i would be yeah. like oh yeah. this is an interesting relationship dynamic this makes sense but then grace kelly is there and it's like no all reason goes out the window you pick grace <laughs> kelly you fool yeah, I could get new dreams and goals. <laughs> and My dreams and goals are now to. all Grace Kelly. So yeah. it's crazy yeah. how that works. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, do you have any more? Cool. My only lows. <laughs> uh, my first one's not really a low. It's just like a question. Um, wh- why are these people sleeping outside? Is it just because it's hot? There's no air conditioning, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, they don't have a fan? Just don't. Air like, conditioning, I know- like... There wasn't a lot of air conditioning. Not even AC, zone. dude. It's just still like a, in New York, there's like no air conditioning in some buildings. Yeah. So, like, I, like, I mean, it, the yeah, it was the heat of summer. We opened with him like dripping sweat while he's sitting there. Yeah. So no, I watched Twelve Angry fans. Men. I know that they had fans back then. Just put a fan on your face, sleep inside, you friggin' weirdos. What? No, just they kidding. didn't. Well, they had fans, but like, <laughs> one of the major fans. plot points of Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> that the room was so hot and it takes them so long to make that decision yeah it's because they they, didn't they just like forget to turn the switch on to turn the fan on no no it's because there's no ac they have like like fans that just blow the fan started working like halfway through 12 angry men and i'm pretty sure it's just because a flip was switched but either way it (laughs) doesn't matter just a fan doesn't matter not an actual (laughs) not an actual complaint just like a that was the first thing i wrote down while watching this is why are they sleeping? I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know. Maybe there are a couple that likes to, you Just know, get busy under the moonlight. <laughs> yeah, for all of their neighbors to, to see. Big, that's part <laughs> of it. All their neighbors yeah. very clearly see. All right, that's it's a big part, part of what of makes it, it good. <laughs> this is on me. Um, <laughs> my first actual low is that this guy sucks. <laughs> LB Jeffries freaking sucks, dude. Like, he. <laughs> not only is he just spend all his time peeping on his neighbors he also just is telling his beautiful and perfect girlfriend to shut up and that she's just fine and that they don't need to be together and 
it's just uh, the whole everything he does i'm just like screw you dude <laughs> like she you've got grace kelly right there what are you doing and it's, yeah it's probably part jealousy but it's also part just like every time he says shut up i get a little bit more upset with this guy <laughs> he does that in particular is a hard thing to hear yeah a guy say to a, a man say to a woman yeah just literally just the words shut it up feels it's yucky. like yeah. yeah it feels very very yucky um there's a 20 year age difference between jimmy stewart and grace kelly that feels unnecessary and a little odd and like isn't that big a deal but it's just like at one point he literally he's talking about miss lonely hearts and the guy that she brought back and he's like oh isn't he a little young for her as he's standing next to his girlfriend who's 20 years younger than he is yeah i mean that line dialogue obviously i don't know but like i said earlier i see what she sees in him right yeah yeah and i wonder i I wonder if they're playing it as they're 20 years apart like you never really know with that well, his hair didn't have to be that gray. I think it's just Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, he, was just he's like, straight up oh, like Hitchcock. Obviously, does not care. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, yeah. he was he was an old man that was in love with Tippi Hendren. So yeah. <laughs> like, Jimmy Stewart's like in his mid to late forties during this movie, and I think Grace Kelly's like twenty four or twenty five. So again, not a huge deal. It's just like a it doesn't seem like seems like we could have maybe cast someone a little older to play Lisa, or maybe a little what? younger to play. Uh, no, we're not taking young. Grace Kelly out of this movie. Don't we're even. not taking Grace Kelly out of this. And Jimmy Stewart was like his muse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, again, not a huge deal. It's just kind of like a, I can't really see this movie without those two people in it. Like, I think it's a worse movie. It's maybe. not as like revered as it is, mm-hmm. as it is today without those two. Yeah. Uh, and the last one is, Again, not even a complaint or like a low. It's just like, do you guys know more about Brandy than I do? Why were they constantly swilling the Brandy in the middle of a very serious conversation? Is that something you have to do? Like this? Like when they're yeah. just going like this? They're no, I think it's just it like, like a pretentious thing that people used to do. It's I like, feel like I see it all the like time a, in Downton Abbey. Like, a little tick. like Downton Abbey's <laughs> always, they're always doing that. They were just. I don't know. Is, is Brandy like wine? Like it's got to breathe or something? No clue. Truly no clue um it's again not really a low this is just like i don't understand this i just thought it was very funny that like they're having this very serious and eventually gets heated conversation (laughs) and they're all three of them are permanently (laughs) just swilling this cup of brandy just erratically (laughs) keeping it moving around i was like just stop like either take a drink or just leave it there you weirdos you're having a conversation what are you doing i'm gonna do that next time we record i'm gonna get a glass of brandy and the entire time we're talking i'm just gonna do this the entire time (laughs) I just thought it was so like, what the hell are we doing? But I just thought it was funny. Not an actual low, just I don't get what's going on here. uh, Ty, what about you? Yeah, I only had one. I mean, we already talked about the whole, like, just stop being mean to Grace Kelly or stupid thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But my other low is, why is his leg cast past his belly button? Like, what? (laughs) Did he break his leg and his hip? Like, Like, it's like high, like, to the point where I'm like, yeah. Do they just like cut out a little hole for him to go to the bathroom? Like, right. it's like up to like it's. They immobilize his like, yeah, yeah. his like entire. It, ha- like, it has as to well be like a leg. yeah. If you, it, it has to be like if he moves his hip too much, then it'll reaggravate the injury or something. It's the only thing I. Maybe he broke of. his femur. Do you have to like it's keep your hip so high? <laughs> it's so high. I just I was so distracted. I was like, how does this funny. guy go to the bathroom? I've like, never cared, so but yeah. That's... yeah. <laughs> and you know he just, like, he's at once a week showers at that point. You know. Oh, yeah. 
Because it's got to be such a monumental hassle to, for him to take a shower. And he's just sweating the entire time, too. Because yeah, it's 100 <laughs> degrees in New York. Yeah. Oh, you know, he just... Like the gas city already so bad, smells dude. like trash, and now he smells like trash. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Stella. Yeah, he's just hucking back you know, she's ham. bathing him <laughs> yeah he's just like <laughs> pounding ham and cheese sandwiches for six weeks there was so much cheese on his ham and cheese <laughs> like there was a lot of cheese on that so sandwich. Much cheese. <laughs> you know, you it know, was like just... one slice of ham and like four slices of cheese on each of those sandwiches everything about that thick ass lower body cast just smelled so bad <laughs> And then after his last fall, he's got both legs in a cast. And you know that cast is just, like, up to his nips at that point because they had to, like, re-solidify like all the way it. up here. Yeah. You know, oh, just. Uh. Like those Bill Hader SNL skits where he's playing Clint Eastwood and the pants are, like, all the way, like, past his nipples. Gosh, so gross. Right, any other uh, highs and lows before we do the recast? Um, for highs, I, well, I kind of had the thought it's, uh, we're, you know, we're talking about Jimmy Stewart. It's for a guy who's such an old school Hollywood actor and you look back at things like it's a wonderful life and he's just like being super huge in a lot of his stuff. And that's like the way that people acted back then to cut to, you know, we're now getting into the sixties and well, it's the mid fifties, but still, and he's, it's obviously much smaller space to work in. He's doing a little bit more subdued, mm-hmm. and he's doing it well. And a lot of actors, when they reach a certain age, they don't really they don't change their stripes, you know? Yeah. Especially very old-school actors who came up in, like, the early days. So it's appreciated. And I, um, yeah, just wanted to mention that yeah. as a high. Ha- I, I really like that he could do Have that. you seen Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? So that was... I actually haven't. So that I think that might be pre-It's a Wonderful Life. Um, but he, there are obviously, I mean, it was made and like way back then. So there's some very big acting moments, but he plays a lot of that as like very subdued kind of like he did in, in this movie. Mm. Okay. I just, I just really know him from it's a wonderful life and he's doing all the cheese, you know, (laughs) in that performance. Yeah. We did spend this entire episode doting over Grace Kelly, but Jimmy Stewart's great in this. He's one of the, like, biggest movie stars ever, and he just doesn't look like a movie star. Like, he's like, like, if he wasn't in movies and he just walked down the street, and be like, yeah, okay, who's that guy? That dude's a banker. Yeah. He's an accountant from PwC. (laughs) Same could be said for Tom Hanks. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. For sure. All right, cool. Uh, ready for our recast? All right, I only yep. I only cast four sp- or four parts. Um, I thought about doing was it Thornwall, Thornwell, whatever the murderer, the salesman. Yeah, I did not cast him. I didn't cast him either because like pretty oh, much I anybody, pretty much anybody can do that. I think an unknown playing that would be fun because um, you don't see him much. Uh, but the first one is Doyle. Um, he's just he's the best friend, and he's tired of Jimmy Seward shit. Is kind of all you. All you need out of this role, um, not a terribly taxing one, but that'd be fun for Adam Driver. Okay, he's just exasperated, kind of over <laughs> your him nonsense. In a, yeah, in a supporting character. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it'd be fun. Um, my Stella um, is another one that's just like, I'm tired of the shit that you're spewing at me right now. You need to chill. Like, you know what I mean? Someone who's exasperated, mm-hmm. someone who's funny. Because, like, I think Stella's genuinely the funniest person in this movie by a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was Sandra Oh. oh. 
Okay, nice. that's a good one. Very good. She's hilarious. She's great at playing the I'm I'm tired of your shit. Um, she's great at telling, like putting it in your place. You know what I mean? I think she'd be fantastic at that. And I love Sandro. Uh, Lisa, goodness. This one was. Don't, uh, don't. I only cast one person. I forgot to do a backup for Lisa. So, <laughs> like, how how the hell do you recast Grace Kelly? You know what I mean? Like, you need someone who's not only like stunning, but also <laughs> charming and charismatic and sweet and intelligent. And not, there are not very many of those in Hollywood. Crap, dude. I think you're going to cast. I think you're going to cast the first one I did. I Crap. Ana de Armas. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The list is short. You know what I mean? Like, there's only two people that I really considered at all for this. Uh, but she's the clear, like, crap. Oh, I had, I had two like, that are not. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's just that. Uh, Actually, I had three. There are no other. There's not another Grace Kelly, and may never will be. I feel like this is kind of as close as we have right now. There are probably others that I'm not thinking of, but she's she's pretty close to as like the, as close as we're gonna get to another Grace Kelly. I think. Um, she ticked all the boxes for sure. Crap. Uh, and then. <laughs> God dang it! I knew. I like when you described it. I was like, oh, he cast her. Yeah. I knew. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then my Jeffries, uh, somebody who's charming, someone who can be kind of more serious and introspective, um, pretty quick witted, uh, and not over the top. I went with Henry Golding. Okay. Uh, nice. I think he's great. He's handsome. He's, yeah. it's believable that he travels the world as a photographer, that he's learned and traveled and, intelligent and charismatic and handsome you know what i mean um and i doesn't want to be tied down right I, and i wanted it to be somebody who like you would believe that on a day armis would fall for and be uh, in love with even if he's kind of an asshole to her and like henry golding is on the short list of of the people that fit that i think so uh but that's my cast ty here yeah um okay for my lars uh thorwald i went with uh, mark rylance because I think it would add to the story yeah. if it's, like, someone who doesn't look like a murderer. Mm-hmm. So, like, people would be like, that old little guy? There's no way that he <laughs> murdered his wife. Like, I think that kind of adds to the story. So, um, thought about doing that. I thought it was Ty, good. You had, you had a fun idea off air for, like, yeah. all of the neighbors and stuff? Yeah. So, I, I think it would be cool. Like, if this was actually happening today, it wouldn't work out in this, like, recast segment. But, like, if you cast only unknowns in the main role and then all the neighbors are, like, cameo celebrities. That's a cool. I idea. think that would be funny, because we're talking like you could all of their th- roles and parts and stuff. You could probably do in a day a piece. Like if you have actors who really know what they're doing, because everything is from mm-hmm. far away. They never share a scene with other like characters. Really, you know what I mean? It's just self contained. Like the dead dog scene, yeah, right. which would be awesome with all these like, <laughs> yeah, like A listers, yeah, yeah. Some, like the, the most famous actors in the world to to pull off that'd be i just yeah that's a great idea ty it'd be very cool yeah that's a very good idea um okay and then for my lieutenant doyle just someone that looks like he kind of belongs in the 50s john ham i mean yeah john ham is lieutenant doyle he just one, looks yeah. like he should be there like he just looks like he time traveled to the 2000s yeah, just was like be i'll be an actor Draper again yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh for my stella gotta go with a funny lady katherine hahn Catherine Hahn yeah. Stella would That's be great. so good. I would love that so much. <laughs> um, for Lisa, uh, just go Emma Stone. 
think she played yeah. really well. This yeah. like kind of classic, classic Hollywood yeah. kind of thing. I think she'd do yeah. a really good job with that. Um, and then so. LB Jeffries, I didn't really know how I didn't want to recast this character specifically. I wanted to recast Jimmy Stewart. So like kind of like someone who has that like movie star energy, but doesn't look like a movie star. Like he looks like an everyday dude that might just be walking down the street. Steven Yoon. Nice. Uh, I think Steven Yoon would do really well. In we this love him. Yeah. Famously. Yeah. We're big fans. We are, yeah. we are <laughs> card carrying members of the Steven Yoon fan club for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Good movie. Oh, he'd be great. I'd watch that. All right, Ellen, you're up. Okay. All right. Um, so for I'll start with I guess I'll start with Doyle. I had two here. I'm gonna go with Jamie Dornan. Um I'm trying to I don't remember who that is. I hate to say it, but is he from Succession? I don't really. He's probably no, like a Broadway from... actor. Some <laughs> no, he's not. He's been in a lot of other things, but just to make it easier for you guys, he's in Fifty Shades. Okay. I have not seen Fifty he's Shades, in... so <laughs> sorry. No, but uh, so he has a movie coming out called Belfast. That's out. Oh, like, he's the right dad. And, like, so, like he's the dad yeah. in Belfast. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's in Belfast. Yeah. I'm a big. I like him a lot. BFF um, Kev and... loved Belfast. Really? It's gotten really good okay. reviews. Everybody loves I it. I really, really want to see it. Um, so it's yeah. in black and Jamie white, Dornan. so Danny's probably not going to watch it. <laughs> also, I live in Sherman, Texas, and can't. It's definitely not coming up here. <laughs> um, oh, I know who Jamie Stella... Dornan is. Yeah. I know him up. I know who that is. Cool. Uh, for Stella, another funny lady with Alice and Janney. Nice. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. Just <laughs> Colin Jeffries an idiot. Yeah. Nobody's better at that than Alice and Janney. Um, and then, so for Lee, okay, so I had, I have three couples, Okay. um, but I'm going to go with the one that just, I really want to see. So for Lisa, I went with Elle Fanning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's got like, she, she's like classic beauty. Cause yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like three real life couples that you're casting. In this no, movie. no, no, no. Oh, you're going to go like I came up, I came up, <laughs> I came up with three couples and I was like debating between which ones. Um, so I went with Elle Fanning and then for, for LB, um, Kristen Stewart. Oh, okay. Nice dude. Kristen Stewart. Are you kidding me? She would crush that. That's so good. Mm hmm. Man, I you you know I, think, uh, I am a member of the K Stu crew until I die. I love her. Yeah, she she might get an Oscar this year. Like, yeah, she's. I need to see and Spencer. I think, uh, yeah. Spencer also not showing in the Sherman, Texas. <laughs> Shocker. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you don't say. Do you think? Okay, so who who were your backups, Danny? Uh, I didn't have any. You don't have any. Well, I, I went first, so I didn't have to. <laughs> the only other person I considered was I was sort of juggling Ana de Armas or Emily Blunt for Lisa, but that's just because you know how I feel about Emily Blunt. Yeah, uh, my backup for LB was Luke Stanfield. I think mm, he'd do nice. really got good job at. It. He's like so good at just playing a very subdued actor. Yeah, like a very chill and intense actor at the same time, which is yeah, I love it. Uh, Matthew Reese was backup Lieutenant Doyle. Because, like, also nice. just someone who kind of fits into that area of, era of mm-hmm. filmmaking. Yeah, he was Perry Mason. Yeah. Um, Stella Frances McDormand. Because she's, like, <laughs> yep, when, she, her. when she's given the opportunity <laughs> to be funny, she would be hilarious. hilarious. And also, that's who I would want to play for the uh, dead dog lady if it was my version <laughs> of the celebrity cameos. <laughs> she would also be a good Doyle. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then John Carroll Lynch as my backup, Lars Thorwald. I think um, I know who that is. He's he plays like the Zodiac killer in Zodiac, like the big dude. Uh, I haven't seen. He's like, he plays like an, a serial killer in like multiple. <laughs> things. multiple like if you look it up, you'd be like, oh yeah, he played that serial killer in that movie. <laughs> cool. Ellen, what about you? What were your other couples? Uh yeah. Also, my first, my other backup, I had a backup for Doyle with Sarah Paulson. Nice. Uh, but then I was like, this is an all female cast, which not not a bad thing. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, so my other couples were. Um, John David Washington and Gemma Chan. I thought about John David Washington for a hot minute. Gemma Chan's great. That's a really good call. Yeah, she. I mean, I'm just thinking about like who is absolutely gorgeous and like can just like walk around like they're floating through the scene. What a handsome. That's, what, that's literally why I put Anna De Armas because yeah. of her <laughs> role in no, in No Time to Die because she literally does that when she walks in. Have you not seen it yet, yeah. Ellen? No, no, it's like straight up she walks in and you're just like. <gasps> Yeah, you literally <laughs> like gasp. <laughs> I, it, just like I did with Grace Kelly in this movie, you gasp and say, oh my God, and then you don't take your eyes off her for every second that she's yeah. on the screen. And she's only like in the Dan- movie for like five minutes. And like, Daniel Craig does not it. exist in those five minutes. It's yeah. just on a Armas on the screen. Interesting. Um, and then my third couple, um, now that I'm looking at it, this is like if it were a Netflix movie, uh, it'd be Glenn Powell and Lily Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> oh yeah, they're both they're both Netflix as hell at this point. Yeah. <laughs> careers. Yeah, so. but she's gorgeous and he's fine. I yeah. love so. I love Glenn Powell. I'm a huge yeah. Glenn Powell guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. Um, we did get a voicemail this week uh, from our good friend Bex, who loves this movie. Like she was very very excited to hear that we were doing this. But uh, sweet. Here's from Bex. Oh hey guys, it's Bex. I am just. So excited for Danny to watch Rear Window. I can't wait to hear what he thinks of it. I hope he likes it. Um, it's just a fantastic movie, and Grace Kelly's outfits are just on roll. Divine. Um, and I was curious, thinking about the plot of the movie, um, what kind of neighbors are you guys? Do you keep to yourselves? Do you like to know what's the hot goss? I'd love to hear more about your own experience of being a neighbor. Okay, Ties to the Peeping Tom neighbor. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart in this movie. I'm real interested to know what my 80-year-old neighbors are doing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like kind of just keep to myself kind of neighbor. Mm-hmm. I'll go and be like, hey, we're throwing a party. Um, let me know if we're being too loud. But most of the time it's just like, yeah, I'll be nice to you. I don't. I just don't really don't want to interact with you that much because I don't know who you are. So. Yeah, I I don't. If my neighbors don't know that I exist, then I've done well. You know, like that's very. Mu- I live in an apartment now, and so like I am just my biggest fear is one of my neighbors being inconvenienced by me. I just have that awkward introvert. You know, what I mean? like if you don't know that I'm here, if you think that no one lives in this apartment, then I've done well. That's why, like, for until literally until like a couple months ago, I would record all of the episodes of this show from my office. Like, I would drive yeah. to my office because I was like, man, I live in like a really echoey apartment. If that, what if they hear me through the door? But then I was like, that literally they'd only hear me if they were walking in the hallway by my apartment and even then it's just going to be like for a couple seconds i'm being overly like like anal about this whole thing i just but like 
I, I don't know what it is. I just my biggest fear is just like, oh, what if that person is upset that I'm here and I inconvenience them? Like it's so neurotic and unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> but that's that who I am, I guess. <laughs> See, mine's just out of just I don't want it like I know who I want to – I'm 27. I know exactly who I want to spend my time with at this point in my life. And guess what? You're not one of them because I just moved in. (laughs) Moved in like less than a year ago. I don't don't know you. I don't need to know you unless you're like providing – like unless you're going to mow my lawn for some reason. (laughs) Like, sorry, I'm not going to talk to you. I also have a tinge of like I'm 29. I know who I want to spend my time with. Just the answer to that is like me. I just want to spend time with myself most of the time. (laughs) But that's just – that's who I am, I guess. Ellen, what about you? Yeah. Um, so I am, so as a neighbor, I'm like very, yeah, very wary of making noise. So like before we bought this house last year, like I'd always live somewhere where you share a wall with someone, mm. whether it be an apartment or a townhouse and we have dogs and I'm always like, they're barking. Our neighbor's going to hate us. And even now I'm like, we don't let the dogs out in the backyard when we're not here in case they start barking at something and the neighbors won't, you know, yeah. but when it comes to like, neighbors i i think we're kind of like jimmy stewart we are always watching <laughs> seeing what people are up to um, oh yeah you're nosy they're... dude you got binoculars <laughs> for so... sure i i do enjoy people watching i'm very nosy. i'm with ellen There's on this no... one it is fun and since buying a house we like live on this corner and i'm like i know what's going on in all these people's houses so like a couple doors down there's this club there's this couple that's a bit older than us and we are so certain that they're hoarders <laughs> we have not seen the inside of their house but whenever there's like a holiday and they bring out the like decorations for the lawn it is straight up garbage it is just <laughs> a whole bunch of shit that's like dirty nasty it's just piled on their lawn and then they haul it out and then bring it bring out the next seasons whatever it is um and then <laughs> down the street from us in the other direction is two mormon missionary boys um and they like get on their bikes with their their tie and their white shirt and (laughs) their name tags every other day and i both cameron and i got home from work around the same time last uh one day last week and we saw the garage was open at our supposed hoarder neighbor's houses and the mormon boys were like helping them bring stuff in and out and i was like oh this is this is awesome two worlds (laughs) colliding two worlds colliding (laughs) (laughs) they're they're yeah Cam confirmed that their garage was absolutely filled with junk and the I guess they were helping them you know drag stuff out I don't know but and yeah so I'm we are very and this is just two instances I think we are now invested on everyone in our block <laughs> we know what's going on with them there was an estate sale earlier this year down the block from us and the first thing we did was run over there just to look inside that house <laughs> just, to, just to be nosy <laughs> Yeah, well, all the houses on our in our neighborhood are pretty much like the same, yeah. especially in like our like two block vicinity. We all have the exact same floor plan. Yeah. There's like little you know suburban houses, so we like ran over there to see what was different between their house and our house. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, anything else before we get into letterbox ratings? All right, Ellen, what do you got? Mm-mm. Um, I was kind of going back and forth on this because I. Like I said, I feel like I give away five stars too easy, but like this is a five star movie. Nice. This is one of the all time great movies. And like I said, it hit me right at the perfect time when I was starting to get into like film. And yeah, it's, I haven't seen all of Hitchcock, so don't quote me. I, you know, and saying like this is his best, but like from what I've seen, this is probably my favorite. Cool. Ty? Yeah, five stars. 
I mean, this this is my favorite Hitchcock movie. It's easy, easiest five stars I think we've given out since like we did Seven Samurai for rankings. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. I. <laughs> I, <laughs> I went back and forth for a while. Like even through this entire episode, I was going back and forth. Look, all of our friends have given it five stars. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> See the peer pressure. Um, I'm gonna give it four stars. Okay. I was between three and a half and four. The way you had that shit eating grin, I thought you were gonna give it like two and a half stars. (laughs) (laughs) I I had that shit eating grin because I was like, I don't, I still don't know. Yeah, I just I was between three. I literally I have three and a half written down. Um, but the more that I think about it, I was like, I'm going to think favorably on this. Just movie. think about Grace Kelly's face and the star rating just goes Listen, up. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> certainly doesn't just her hurt. Her standing in that black and white dress. But <laughs> I, I'm at four and not higher. I I was bored through a good chunk of this because um, I feel like there's a lot of like nothing's happening uh, stuff going on uh, through through a decent chunk of this. And it was pretty slow for a while for me. Um, I started to zone out kind of after a while, um, but ultimately, like it, it's great. Obviously, it's like it's beloved for a reason and is known as one of the best movies of all time for a reason. I get it, um, but I was just maybe cut fifteen twenty minutes off. <laughs> it's not. It's like not even Let's that long. The pacing going. in this is perfect. Though. Going. I, I, again, I really need to reiterate: I'm not a film critic. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a dumb, stupid idiot who loves the movie Three Ninjas. Like you know, like that's that's who I am. Don't like Three Ninjas. I, I understand gosh. that, like technic- Tum-tum. technically, technically, this is the second yeah. time that Three Ninjas has come up this month. That's my go-to. That's my go-to. Like, hey, here's a shitty movie that I love dearly, and just so you know who I am as a movie watcher. My friend um, has a Three Ninjas skateboard. That's dope as hell. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's super rad. Um, but yeah, just I, listen. I'm not a. I'm not a film lover. I don't know. Like, just because this movie is technically great, that doesn't mean like I was enthralled by it. you know, like that that type of stuff doesn't get me going. And I was bored for we some know, of this. We know. We know. We get so, it, man. But we get it. Four stars. <laughs> We've heard. Do it all you before. though? Because you're still shocked every time something We're like this happens. We're never going to stop giving you shit for it, but we understand. Yeah, I just it, in case this is someone's first time listening to one of our shows, like I'm dumb and I know it. That's fine. Get over it. I think all the people that are listening to the show have listened to it before. I think I don't. I think we plateaued. I don't think we're getting any. I don't think we're going to start with the rear window. (laughs) But yeah, also I think we have plateaued. There's no way we're getting new listeners. But four stars is good. Like it's better than I gave Con Air. So we could cross that threshold. That's the line. That's the line we judge all movies by. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like the last. I feel like the last like five episodes. I'm going to kill you. The last like five episodes we've done is like, wait, is that more or less than he gave Con Air? I think Creed was the first movie you gave more than right, or no, what did we watch before not. Creed? Certainly not. Oh, Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain was the first movie Five you stars. rated <laughs> higher I than Con Air since I the Con Air episode. True. We've had three five-star movies in a row. We're kind of killing it. Uh, uh, speaking of Ty, <laughs> it's your pick <laughs> for next week. Are we going to keep this train going? Uh, I don't know. So I was trying to decide what movie to watch. I was looking at the sheet, and there was like, I was like, maybe we should pick on Ellen. But the one movie only Ellen hasn't seen, I'm pretty sure, is Danny put that on the list. So I'm not going to take that um, from him. But she did say something last episode or maybe the Sing in the Rain episode where 
uh, fall kind of feels like a uh, rom-com month. It kind of feels like a, Ooh, a rom-com kind of vibe. And yeah. it's a it's a movie that both of y'all haven't seen. Starring Jack Black and John Cusack. We're watching High Fidelity. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yes. I've been wanting to watch. I have like... I'm ready. There have I'm been ready. multiple and get ready. times. I'm adding to the recast. I think we should all name our own record shop. Think oh, of I mean. a name for our own record shop. Ooh. I want to add that to the recast. Licorice Pizza. Okay. Oh, fuck off. I, uh, if Ellen goes first, you can take that. No. <laughs> it already exists. We're not stealing ideas from Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Watch me, dude. Maybe we should. Uh, there Maybe have a been, lot of like, people should. There have been multiple instances over the last few months that I've been scrolling. Oh, oh, I should watch High Fidelity. No, someone's gonna choose it for we should watch a movie. I should wait. And it I'm was I picked excited. it like it just went off HBO Max like last week. <laughs> it was on Hulu for a while. So now we have to rent it. I think the movie was on Hulu for a while because Hulu I think also the TV did a High show. Fidelity. Well, I thought I think I thought the movie was also on Hulu because the TV show was uh. on Hulu for a little bit, but maybe not. So I guess I'm writing the summary since Danny did it this week. Whatever y'all want to do. do. I do it every week. Could you please? <laughs> it's the rule of thumb. Could you it's the rule of thumb. Please do it this time. I have to write a summary every week for this show. Yeah, I would love, if it's a movie that I would love to just me watch a and movie. You seen, I have to yeah. do it. <laughs> I would love to just watch a movie and like just write down my highs and lows and not have to do a summary. But I think what I think what happened last time we did this is I wrote the summary and you read it. So maybe we can do that. You read the summary and I'll read it if you want. <laughs> I just blind read your summary. We can do that. You, you, well, no, we, or we we've can done swip, that. We can swip is what I'm swip. saying. I think we do it opposite. Yeah, you write it and I'll read it. If you want. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, we can I think you should popcorn it. Every other word. <laughs> oh god as if this show isn't unlistable enough already uh cool any other thoughts before we skedaddle all right Mm-mm. thanks for watching a movie with us our theme song is glass auditoriums by doc ellicott please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts email us at wswampod at gmail.com and follow us on twitter and instagram at watch a movie pod until next time nothing has caused the human race so much trouble as intelligence bye <laughs> See ya. You done enough for a search warrant now?